You're listening to Full Steam Ahead, a podcast about Purdue with Adam Bartels. All right, and welcome to the inaugural Full Steam Ahead podcast. I am your host, Adam Bartels. Brief intro, this will be a uh, Purdue-centric podcast with a focus on sports, education, and other exciting happenings around the Purdue campus. You know, Purdue is a very special place to me. It's where I met some of my very good friends that I still have to this day. It's where my faith grew tremendously through a great church in Purdue Christian Campus House. I also attended many memorable sporting events, like watching Drew Brees lead the Boilers to the first Rose Bowl in more than 30 years. And last but certainly not least, it's where I met my beautiful wife now of 13 plus years. So obviously Purdue, a place that's near and dear to me. So I'm excited to bring you conversations with my guests, showcasing what I believe is the greatest university in the country. (laughs) With that said, uh, let's get started. I couldn't be more honored and I'm truly, truly uh, deeply humbled to introduce my first guest uh, this time for this podcast, the parents of perhaps the most inspiring person I have ever met in my entire life, uh, Tyler Trent. His parents, Tony and Kelly, uh, join me. Thank you guys so much for uh, giving me your time. I cannot thank you much. I thank you enough uh, for being here with me. No, it's oh, our pleasure. For, thank you. Thanks for having us, Adam. We're happy to be here. So this, uh, the title of this episode will be uh, how Tyler Trent became known as Purdue Super Fan. That was a term that got tossed around a lot, especially this last year or so. Let's kind of talk about that. If, if I remember correctly, when I, uh, one of the first times I talked to Tyler, he almost never even went to Purdue, right? Let's talk about that. <laughs> Correct. That's, yes. that's right. Yeah, so um, Tyler really grew up being really an IU fan. Um, and I think it was more to get my goat because – I'm a Purdue alumnus myself, and so um, Tyler loved to badger me by saying he liked <laughs> liked IU. And when we'd watch Purdue and IU play each other, we would um, he would always, you know, cheer and be happy for IU when when they were scoring. And so, um, but he um, he we attended the NC State um, uh, to visit a friend. Um, a couple of years before he became college eligible and uh, just fell in love with NC State and um, and loved the campus. And obviously it was a place where he had he wanted to major in uh, analytics and uh, statistics. Um, and so he they had a great program for mm-hmm. that. And um, and then he was actually one of the top fine 100 finalists to get a full ride there which he basically equated to allowing him to have almost $100,000 worth of education per year for free with stipend and tuition. And and so he was in the top 100 finalists to be a, a part of that and um, just loved the, loved the uh, university and actually um, posted on Facebook that mm-hmm. he, uh, he was going to go there. Mm-hmm. Um, and a couple weeks after... Yeah, uh, a few days, really. Well, yeah, a couple, mm-hmm. yeah, a few days before um, the last day to register for the university, he said, I, "I think I changed my mind. I think the Lord's leading me to go to Purdue." And uh, so, of course, Kelly and I were very happy about mm-hmm. that. Well, and I think the the neatest part about the entire process was that we were really trying to let Tyler decide, regardless of what debt he had. You know, if he went to Purdue versus NC State, you know, he had a scholarship at Purdue. He was going to come out with a whole lot less debt. And 
but it was his decision right after college you know we just really wanted to let him live you know how he wanted to we had this much you know to give him x amount and then after that he was going to have to make a decision and so we let him make that decision and just in god's goodness you know on his own he came to realize i need to be at purdue like something's not right like in his spirit there was just something that he was wrestling with and his dad taught him to not have debt and i think that just really started to play in his mind and um he had been on Purdue's website and they had, they were starting a data analytics program, which he wasn't aware of. And I think that had a lot to do with it. But my whole point in telling you this is about a week after that, he was diagnosed for the second time. And so just in God's goodness to really for Tony and I as well, that we didn't have to play a role in that. And Tyler decided on its own, he wasn't forced to stay in state because he could never have gone to NC State. So if his dreams were really still set on that, he would have been crushed. And so yeah. we just see God's protection in that too. Absolutely. A lot easier to have him an hour north than yes. yes. He could still yeah. go to Riley, you know, all of those things. Yeah. So that we were just we we that was the first thing honestly I thought of when he was diagnosed was, Oh my goodness, you know, had he had his heart set on NC State, he wouldn't be going and this would be that much worse. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Lived in Tarkington Hall. Yes, you yeah. did. Where I actually lived for a couple <laughs> oh, years as well. Yeah. So love that connection there. Yeah. Um, so where did some of this kind of all take off? I, I know like it started to gain some more attention when he camped out for the, the Michigan game mm-hmm. last season, mm-hmm. or technically two seasons ago. Right. Talk about that. Is that kind of where this all took off? Yeah, definitely. I would say Mike Carmen, you know, the journalist there, if I, every time I see him, we just kind of smile big at each other because I'm like, you started it, you know, <laughs> yeah. you started all of this. And um, I mean, he had done a few local things. Uh, he had started a teen, Teens with the Cause, a ministry to help other families battling cancer just because he knew how hard it was on the family. And he'd done some talking at a couple youth groups and smaller things. But yes, most definitely. Yeah, yeah he'd the been camping. He'd been also featured in the Purdue Exponent a few times. Um, and so, but that's really where the story started to get its traction. Oh, yeah. Absolutely there. <clears throat> and did it start to take off nationally there, or was it still more a local story local. at that point? Yeah. yeah, it was a local story. Yeah. I remember him um, when he camped out. He, he called me and said, Dad, you're not going to believe this. He said, uh, the reporter just came, and we're going to be featured in tomorrow's paper. you got to buy a couple extra copies. <laughs> And so uh, we we went and got a couple of copies and and uh, and that's but that's really where the story started to get its traction absolutely. And of right. course, obviously, it shouldn't go without mention. He did this camping out hours after coming back from Indianapolis he for did. chemotherapy, yeah. right? Yep, he had been up for chemotherapy that day, and he stopped by his friend Josh Seal's house, and they got the equipment and headed back up and went straight to camp. Yeah. Yeah, I remember him stopping at the home and. I say, hey, Tyler, what are you up to? And he goes, oh, I'm stopping to pick up Josh and and uh, getting my camping equipment. And I said, camping equipment? He said, yeah, Josh and I are going to camp out tonight for the football game. And I said, oh, man, Tyler, is that something, you know, you really need to do <laughs> as being a dad? And, and, and he just, was still on one crutch. Yeah. You know, he was still recovering from surgery. <laughs> and so uh, he said, yeah, we're going to camp out. And, of course, you know, he's he's an adult. He's 18 years old. And. And it was the situation where in your heart you just wish that he would heed your father advice. And and it turns out to be actually one of the best decisions he ever made. Um, Because if if he wouldn't have camped out, um, I'm not sure where the story would be, if a story at all. And Coach Brom sees him 
as he yeah. came in the office. Yeah, so Coach Brom stopped and saw him and talked to him, and I thought that was so kind of him. Mm-hmm. Of course, we don't know Coach Brom at that point, and neither right. does Tyler. And uh, and actually, you know, at, at the game, Tyler was one. He was first in line, so he was you know in the front row. And some of the players came over and high fived him and said, "Thanks, Tyler, for you know being a good fan for us." And and I, I just think it was one of those situations where, um, you know, we have Purdue football who was had been terrible for several years, and they're just starting to get some traction with a new coach, and starting to win a few games. And so I think it was one of those things where Purdue football needed a fan like Tyler, mm-hmm. you know, and. Um, and Tyler needed Purdue football, actually. I mean, and it was just a win-win relationship that it took off and was amazing. Awesome. Yeah. Um, was he involved at the exponent at that point? No, that came a little bit later because yeah. that was early in his um, freshman year. That was the first home yeah, game, it, it I think. Yes. So, um, no, he was not not at that point. Let's talk about some of the things he, sure. he, he wrote for the paper. He, he did was involved with what, the Purdue University Dance Ministry, or I'm sorry, Dance Marathon. Yes. I want to get that correct. Nope. Dance Marathon. Um, you said Teens with a Cause. Yeah, that was Teens with the Cause was more when he was in high school. Okay. But yes, at Purdue, the couple things you mentioned, and then he also was on the board for the Purdue Center for Cancer Research. He was the first student ever to be asked on the board, and I think that was more towards the. I I'm not a hundred percent sure, but more towards the end of first semester when he started. People started asking him questions and getting to know who he was, and he was super involved in PUDM. Um, and, you know, he just didn't know a stranger, so he was always willing to, to share and help. And and then he did things like he, um, you know, in Tarkington Hall, there was a crew ministry Bible study that he would go to when he could, and he was involved in Campus House when he could get there um, from physically speaking with just his um, disabilities and things like that. But, yeah, those those are the main things. Yeah, I think I think he was leading a little bit of a Bible study on on his floor as well. He would share those responsibilities with, with crew. Someone. Yeah, they asked yeah, him with yeah. crew. Super involved. He didn't let cancer or anything no. slow him down. Did he? No, he was living full throttle. <laughs> yes, I mean, I mean, I think about you know that winter and spring. I mean, he went to, bo- I don't where did he go for, to play basketball. He followed the basketball team to, to, to New York, York, New York City. Yeah, he, he covered the places. Big Ten, yeah, um, Big Ten tournament for the Exponent. Uh, so he traveled to New York City to be a part of that, and it's been fun to actually get to hear some of the after stories mm-hmm. um, of of people that you know work for ESPN. They said, "Oh, we got to meet Tyler there," and or the Big I re- Ten Network, or you know, Big Ten Network, and, yeah. yeah. And I remember him texting me and said, hey, Dad, you're not going to believe who I just met. And then so now we get to meet those people and and have conversations or they interview us and just tell us kind things about Tyler. Um, Kind of, uh, gosh, just reading his stuff, he was an incredible writer, too. Mm -hmm. I mean, he was incredibly gifted in in his writing. And we'll we'll talk more a little bit about that when we start talking about the book uh, later. Kind of fast-forwarding to this season, honorary captain in the first game of this year, what was that experience like for him to, yeah. be to be out on the field? You know, he was also his freshman year. He was the honorary captain for the Hammerdown Cancer Game. I think it was a little later in the season, mm-hmm. his freshman year. And last year, I think it was one of the first games. And it, it is this coming up season two of 2019. Um, but so he did it um, with Jawan Bentley. I don't, he would, There's a really cool picture of Tyler on the field walking out with him on his crutch. And then, yes, in 2018, this past season, he again 
um, was the honorary captain for the game. And, um, you know, of course, he was so honored to get to do it again. He was in a wheelchair at that point. It was not an easy day. Um, yeah, and that's the day that um, uh, Ben Harmon, um, mm-hmm. uh, that may not be a name that people may know, but um, it was an important name for Tyler. Um, he was an, a, a young man who had passed away earlier in, this, in the year. Um, he was a student at Purdue. And Tyler just felt like that no one knew who Ben was. And so he decided to wear a, a T-shirt with Ben's name on it to honor him um, at that game. And, uh, and that's, I mean, that really just speaks to mm-hmm. who Tyler was as an individual. He was really always thinking about other people mm-hmm. and he was a selfless kid. He really was. And Ben had osteosarcoma also. Okay. So yeah. that was part of why it was so close to his heart. Sure. Yeah. Um, we get later in the month, in, uh, in September, Tyler makes the announcement on Twitter, mm-hmm. unfortunately, that he's no longer going to be able to attend classes at Purdue. He's coming home for hospice care. Yeah. And then that. I believe the next day or at least that weekend, mm-hmm. Purdue goes on the road and just mm-hmm. kicks Nebraska's butt. Yeah. yeah. And then the next day, mm-hmm. they show up, the captains show up at your house. Yeah. Re- what was your re- reaction when you, when these guys knock on your yeah. door? Yeah. So uh, Matt Rector, um, we, uh, so we've gotten to know him really well. We mm-hmm. love Matt. Um, he uh, phoned us and said, hey, would it be okay if I bring a few of the captains down and uh, we just we have something for Tyler, and um, we really didn't know what it was. And we at that point we didn't really know any of the football players personally, and I really didn't know Matt Rector. And um, and uh, so it was it was a great honor and a privilege to have those guys come down. And and uh, David led the the team or the team captains with um, just praying for Tyler and giving him comfort and. Um, and we just sat in the living room and, and talked to them and uh, asked them questions about their football career and what their greatest uh, greatest upsets, if you will, mm-hmm. in in their career and you know um, and it was it was a fantastic visit and that's really in our mind or my mind uh, is when the relationships started to really grow with the football program. Yeah. Assuming that continue, uh, also includes David Blau. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. And we'll talk more about uh, David yeah. here in a little bit. Um, yeah, and I think it's important to note, I mean, when we brought him home from school, he was not doing well at all. I mean, so much so that w- we were told at that point he may only have weeks. Um, we even called family in that weekend to come and see him and have a chance to talk to him. And even some friends drove up from Purdue because we got, we brought him home on a Tuesday, ended up in the hospital on a Thursday, just some medical things that were going on. His body was toxic. We found out later, which is part of why he was doing so bad. And once they were able to correct some of that, he kind of started to, you know, they started to tell us, okay, we might have a little bit longer with him. So that their visit could not have been more timely. I mean, it was right when he started to feel better. So it was so encouraging for him. Mm-hmm. I mean, it really was perfect timing. Did these things sort of kind of give him a boost, keep him going? Yes, Definitely. they did. I, um, I, I believe that it had a big role in how many days he had left. I mean, ultimately, God decides that. Yep. Um, but I do believe that um, the days that he had to live out were much sweeter. Um and gave him a lot to look forward to. 
Yeah, there were probably, I mean, literally there was somebody at our house almost every day. Um, and, uh, it w- I mean, it was, it was hard on our family, but um, we just wanted worth to, it. it was worth it, yeah. yeah. When did this term Purdue Superfan come about? Because it got tossed around a lot. Yeah, I don't know who coined it. Um, I don't know if it was Mike uh, with General and Courier there at, at Lafayette or... Um, but I, ESPN maybe, or I, I don't know who coined it, but somebody did. And, um, it just kind of caught on and everybody just started throwing it around at that point. Um, but I don't know who, who brought, who, who came up with the phrase. Well, following that weekend, he also became Purdue alum, right? Talk about that next week with the, was that a surprise to you guys? Did you guys know that was coming? Well, we, we, yes, it was a huge surprise. We did know when they were you know, technically coming, we did know, but yeah, that was a big surprise. That week was the his diploma as well as the it's the distinguished alumnus award. So which he was uh, an inaugural award that they're going to continue to give out every year and through the alumni association. Good. Yeah. So he uh, it was a surprise. I mean, they called and said, "Hey, we want to go ahead and give Tyler his degree, um, an associate's degree," mm-hmm. and. Uh, and it was a real degree. It was not a fake degree. In fact, they've asked us if we want to be a part of the graduation ceremonies in May. We could, we could come if we wish to. But, um, and it's my under, my understanding that, that President Mitch Daniels is going to talk a lot about Tyler at, at those ceremonies. But, um, it yeah. So they reached out to us and said we want to come present. Um, uh, Tyler, his degree, and so uh, the dean of uh, the school came and brought a gallon cap, mm-hmm. and yeah. we took photographs, and and it was it was it warmed Kelly and I's heart. It really did, and um, it was such a blessing that Purdue would mm-hmm. do that. They didn't have to do that, no. and I just I think it reflects. I mean, there's so many things that reflect on Purdue's character, absolutely, um, through this journey, and th- there are things that we could share with you that happened before Tyler became Tyler, if you will. And so uh, we just can't say enough positive things about Purdue University. It's mm-hmm. just an amazing university. Um, yeah, and a, a couple of days later was when he got the uh, the Alumni Impact Award. And mm-hmm. I'll, I'll never forget that night because you know, I'd been following Tyler's story for years. I've gone to the same church as you guys, you know, was aware, you know, from the first time he was diagnosed and right. praying through the, you know, the church since uh, 2014. Mm-hmm. Um and then started following Tyler social through right. social media back. Uh, you know, I remember seeing the, the the tweet the night before when he was camping out in Michigan and seeing Purdue football uh, Twitter retweet that. Oh I'm like, God. I know that guy. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it was exciting and just following his story since then. But then that night, finally um, getting to meet Tyler that night is mm. certainly a night I will never oh. never forget. Yeah. All right, let's talk about the uh, ESPN game day piece. How did that kind of come about? You know, I think um, what really happened was Tyler was busy on social media, and he uh, started to get a lot of followers on Twitter at that point in time. And uh, they they literally reached out to him and said, hey, would you be interested in doing uh, an interview with the game day people? And uh, Tyler said, hey, Dad, they're going to they're gonna call you, and they want to talk to you about that. And I said, well, hey, Tyler, how do you feel about that? And he said, yeah, I think that would be something I would be interested in. So uh, Tom 
Rinaldi's folks uh, reached out to us and kind of explained what game day looked like and what they wanted to do and um, basically that uh, they would be at our house for uh, the weekend and wanted to make sure that was okay with us. And so we said, by all means, we would love to have you uh, come and do that. So um, that's what we did. What do you think that piece did for Tyler? Oh, yeah, I think it was huge. I mean, I think while he may have been recognized or known on Purdue's campus or maybe, you know, in Indy or Indiana, I think it launched him nationally for sure. I mean, that's when his story really took off. Um, yeah. yeah. And I just I couldn't say enough about uh, the folks from ESPN mm-hmm. uh, and kind of, uh, to, for lack of terms, uh, invading our house, if you will. <laughs> but the, they were they were great to mm-hmm. deal with. And and just a, a plug for Tom Rinaldi. I, I just can't say enough about him. Uh, he continues to reach out to my family and, and wish us well, making sure we're doing okay. Um, and he's just a fantastic gentleman. And never did I dreamt that, you know, they would come to our house and be as hospitable as they were, but also just that they would uh, continue to basically love on our family yeah. and, uh, and to be there for us. I thought they would just come film and basically leave, if you will. And they, they just been been amazing people. They really have. Yeah, and even just kind of a little side note with Tom, he even went so far as to really encourage my other two boys as well. It was just really cool to hear him verbally encourage them and, you know, point out their strengths because he had interviewed both of them as well. And um, But, yeah, that, that team, they were they were a special group. Um, yeah, we really appreciated them being yeah, we, there. We even got a, a, a card from the producer and a letter from her um, just uh, – you know, saying how sorry she was for our loss and, and what an impact that Tyler's life had made on her and, uh, encouraged her to live her life a little differently. And, um, so that just, you know, that warms uh, a parent's heart, uh, to, to know that, that Tyler's life, uh, made a difference in other people's lives. So we were, we were, we were really, uh, just amazed at who, who they are as individuals and how professional they were. Mm-hmm. Obviously, the, you kind of mentioned Kelly put Tyler's story really in the national spotlight, right. kind of helped launch that. Also, do you think it kind of just helped put Purdue in the national spotlight as well? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Um, it. Uh, yeah, I, I, I don't think Purdue could buy that uh, type of positive advertising, if you will. And to put a value on that, it yeah. would just be uh, uh, you, you just you just couldn't think of a, a dollar amount you could put on that. And I don't think any advertising agency would be able to, to come up with something as, as good as that. And, uh, and, you know, they, you know, produce obviously been fantastic to us as well. October 20th, 49 to 20, a date and a score that I don't think any Purdue fan and many people beyond that will ever forget. Talk about that night. Yeah. Probably not the Ohio state fans either. <laughs> <laughs> Although they've been incredibly gracious, but yeah, no, that was an amazing night. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think, uh, we, we, as a family, we got the blessing of being able to go on a make a wish trip. And we, after that evening, um, we were the last people to leave the stadium. I think we left at two in the morning and we talked about it on the way home, how we just to explain it to people, mm-hmm. how magical it was. Uh, it was it was like up there with a make a wish trip. It really was, mm-hmm. and 
I tell people that for my family, it was uh, a little piece of heaven, um, that it was something that for in that moment, mm-hmm. it was perfect for us. We didn't have to think about cancer anymore. And uh, everybody was uh, loving on Tyler and giving him accolades and encouraging him and uh, to fight the good fight. And uh, it was it was just one of those moments in life that um, you'll just never forget. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting that when I was in college, I had a professor um, basically ask us uh, in class how old we were. And uh, most of everybody in the audience would say 18, 20, 19, whatever it may be at that, at that time frame. And he said, no, 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 how old are you? And uh, everybody would say, well, sir, we don't understand what you're asking. And he said, uh, little moments in life make up uh, how old you are. And I would reckon that to the fact that that was a moment in life that um, you just never forget. And it's one of those moments where you feel you totally feel like you're really living. Right. So, yeah. I think, I mean, we've shared this before, but people may not know how sick Tyler was um, that week after ESPN left. We ended up in the hospital. He had to have another um, emergency surgery in regards to some tubes that were not um, draining correctly. And, you know, the day before the game, he had a massive migraine. He'd been throwing up all day. We did not think we'd be going to the game the next day, but when he woke up the next morning, he was ready to go, and it was just a flurry of activity from the standpoint of a friend coming to, you know, paint the pee on the side of his head, and then um, some camera guys actually came to our house to, um, came ESPN camera guys came back and um, followed us to the game and filmed us putting Tyler in the car, and our neighbors were at the end of the street cheering us on, a Carmel, couple Carmel um, cops escorted us out of the neighborhood and we didn't know any of this we did not know that was happening and then just to come into the game the way that we did it just everything from the beginning to the very end I mean the entire day was priceless I mean you can't even put a value on it and just all the people that were visiting Tyler in the suite and you know lots of big Purdue personalities and you know the the one of the not the cheerleaders but one of the you know cheer squads and the band and Robbie Hummel and Gene Cady. I don't know. It just, the list went on and on. And um, I don't know how much Tyler actually got to watch the game, yeah. but I know he really enjoyed it. Yeah. So. He ended up watching the game after. Yeah, we again. did. We, we all did. It, but, yeah. And then we can't forget the secret service as well. Oh, right. Yeah. Yes. So we yes. had the secret service with us. They escorted us there to make sure we got in and out. And, and uh, uh, I was just, um, it was, <laughs> It was an amazing day. You you really couldn't have written it any no. better. Well, and in the locker room afterwards, which a lot of um, you know pictures have been shown from that that night, um, it was just electric. Like I can't again. Like t- I mean, there just really aren't words for it. But you know, just tears, just pouring tears. How Brom was encouraging Tyler and gave him a chance to say something, and then they asked Tyler to come to the media afterwards, which there were only maybe I don't know four or five other players there. Um, yeah, it was, it was pretty special. And, um, to see David go over and hug Tyler and, and, you know, say something to him. And as we were leaving, I mean, the ESPN camera guys literally 
filmed us until we got in the car to come home and we were walking out and Tyler had said something to one of them about liking his tennis shoes. He thought they were really cool. And when she know, like three days later, a pair came to him in the mail from that guy. So yeah. anyway, that's just a little side note. But yeah, it was a great night. The experience as you left the suite and came down on the field mm-hmm. and they're roaring and mm-hmm. cheering yeah. for Tyler. Yeah. I mm-hmm. uh, just, I'm getting chills talking about it. Literally. I'm not, I'm not joking it. Um, it was uh, as a father um, to know um, the pain um, that your son has gone through and the f- family has gone through to having the crowd yell his name like that and to cheer him on. And I'm getting emotional talking about it right now. And um, it was it was something special for sure. And even the Ohio State people too, right? Yeah, yeah, the Ohio State people, and and they're asking where they can find the bracelets, and coming down and wanting to shake his hand, and and saying accolades of, "Hey, I'm so glad we could if we could, we're going to lose." It was to you, Tyler, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, the amount of cards that we got later in the weeks to come of oh, really Ohio State people. Mm-hmm. Um, that scent was just, it was amazing. It really was. Yeah. My, my inbox on, or my, my messages on Facebook were flooded with Ohio state fans that had something so nice to say. They they were awesome too. I know you guys are humble and, and Tyler wouldn't take any credit for that victory, but you can't help but feel <laughs> that he played a part just in the inspiring the team to just go out there and, and win that game that night. Yeah, you know, I don't know um, if it was Tyler or you know the good Lord or whatever, but it was it was something special, and um, we we've talked about how it almost reminds us of an old Old Testament Bible story, um, you know, where God um, confused. confused the armies, if you will. <laughs> Um, and we just felt like Ohio State looked like they were confused. They just didn't know what was going on. <laughs> so, but uh, yeah, I don't know if it was Tyler's inspiration or um, the way the Boilers played that night. Yeah. It, it was really a, a, a whole team effort. It really was for sure. Just everything that had to go right, and then some did. <laughs> yeah. Talk about Tyler's relationship with David Blau and how that kind of blossomed this season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, David is uh he is a unique individual that has such a man of character that uh, I'd say Purdue University was lucky to have. Mm-hmm. Um it's a demonstration that um winning is not always everything. And uh so he uh the really the relationship started to really form um after the Nebraska game where mm-hmm. they came when brought him to football. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and since then we've found that, you know, Tyler and David had, they, they text each other and encourage each other. They would share Bible verses with each other and, and different messages from different sermons, if you will. But, um, he, he's just an incredible man. Uh, he seems so much wiser and older than what he really is. I mean, to think about, you know, he's only a couple of years older, uh, maybe three years older than Tyler. And he just seems so much older than that. And, no matter what David does in life, if he gets drafted or not drafted or goes on, he, he's going to do well just because mm-hmm. he's just an amazing leader. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'd like to say, too, just to add, you know, and it wasn't just Tyler that he was um, 
encouraging too. He really has been to all my entire family, Tony and I, as well as my other two boys, um, especially after going to Atlanta with them. He, you know, will text the other boys too and wants them to make sure that they know that he's there for him, them if they he needs them. And he was at our house recently and um, just watching him play basketball with Ethan and hanging out with Blake. And yeah, it was, it was, it's just really neat to watch. He's a special individual. Tyler goes on to be the captain for uh, the IU game and the bowl game, which we'll get into in a little bit. It just kept busy and it kept going. Mm -hmm. Did some of the stuff just kind of keep him going as he kept getting asked to do more Mm -hmm. or getting honored for more things? Yeah, I I really believe that it did. I, um, I think it gave him, I mean, I, I, I definitely believe it's ultimately God, but I do believe there is the will and that will to live and to fight. I think the football season did that for him and the, um, encouragement that he was getting from all over. I mean, every different football team, person, ESPN personalities, all of it, I think gave him something to look forward to, lifted his spirits, um, Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You, you have a, a, a young man who has been so capable his entire life. Right. Um, literally, he was homeschooled. And uh, since his freshman year, he literally did and planned all of his own schoolwork that was uh, led by a co-op school. But he, he took care of all that. You know, he took care of all of his college visits, set them up. So he was a very, very capable young man. And then you have him uh, put in a spot where he's just lying in bed Mm -hmm. and there's not a lot going on and uh, gave him a lot Mm -hmm. to look forward to. It gave him a lot of hope. And I sincerely believe it had a lot to do with um, extending his life. Absolutely. You know, we, I had two teachers, his freshman year in high school at different times come to me and say, Tyler's made for big things. I can't wait to see what what he does with his life. Of course, this would never have been our choice, you know, but I just think back on that and I can't help but marvel in that and all of this was part of it. Yeah. It's hard to top the night of the Ohio State game, but the mm-hmm. Disney Spirit Award and that, mm-hmm. that 48 hours that weekend mm-hmm. that you guys got down there, talk about that and mm-hmm. how much that meant to Tyler and your whole family. Yeah. I just remember thinking when, when, when Tony said, Hey, I got this phone call and I'm like, we can't do that. There's no way we can do that. And then just certain things had to happen and they just, everything that needed to happen kept happening in order for us to go from transportation, um, having a hospital bed in the hotel room, having hospice in Atlanta while we were there that we could utilize if needed. I mean, everything just kept working out, which was great confirmation for Tony and I, because it, it was risky to take him. Honestly, his hospice nurse said, do you have a plan in case he were to pass while he's there? Like I, we had to think about these things when we traveled with him and that's a hard thing to swallow and think about. And, um, but it just, it just, everything kept going right at that point in order for him to, to be there. Yeah. And you know, um, when you go through something like this, you literally have to plan for how am I going to get him in the airplane? He mm-hmm. cannot walk to get into the airplane. Uh, how are we going to lift him in? And uh, how do we get the wheelchair in? And and we, we could no longer fly commercially. And so literally, you know, David Blau and I lifted him up and carried him up the stairs to get him in the Learjet. And 
So those are all things that we had to think through to get them there, and we're grateful that mm-hmm. ESPN would purchase the, you know, the jet uh, time for us to fly there because we couldn't fly commercially. Um, but the Disney Spirit Award, in, in my mind, was one of those things where I kept just saying over and over again, Lord, if we could just do this one last thing, um, this would be a huge blessing. And uh, it was an incredible blessing. I mean, to think about the people that have won that award prior to Tyler, it, it's and to be in that category is quite the honor. It really is. And um, but getting there, people just loved on Tyler, and and you, you know, you had uh, all these people on the red carpet yelling his name and wanting pictures with him, and and uh, and. And wanting his autograph, and and uh, you know meeting ESPN people and some of the nation's best uh, college football players and coaches, and coaches, and one they would come over to him and want photographs of him with him. Um, it wasn't one of those mm-hmm. things where you're going to the players. Yeah. And so, well, the first commercial break, Dabo Sweeney got right up and came right over and just shook Tyler's hand and had nice things to say. And they took some pictures and um, yeah. And then afterwards, after the ceremony, all the coaches were wanting to talk to Tyler and um, the Oklahoma. Yeah. uh, Mike Grundy. Yeah. He um, really took a liking to Tyler actually even asked him to come to his bowl game as his, you know, we did, it was the day after Purdue's there was no way that was happening, but um, yeah, they just, it was neat to see, Tyler smiles so much and just also at the same time, shake his head. Like, who am I? You know, like he just, he just, he did take it with humility and that was neat to see, mm-hmm. but it was definitely a night to remember and something we'll never forget. Well, and I just think the, the, the comment that Tom said during the interview where he said, if you are on Tyler's team, would you stand one last time and, and give him uh, a standing ovation and, and uh, there, there was all those coaches and players to think, you know, you had the number one draft pick <laughs> yesterday, um, you know, standing and applauding my son. Um, or it was just, it was amazing. Uh, and then after that, you guys got to do it all over again uh, to go down to the Music City Bowl. Yeah. That experience. Yeah, same thing. I was like, we can't do this. There is no way. We, and again, and I, I don't. I'm not generally a negative person, but I just at that point, you know, he was declining. It was very obvious. Um, but once again, everything happened that needed to happen in order to get us there, and it just it just was one thing after another. And you know, it's such an honor to think that you know it was the Music City Bowl who asked him to be the captain, not Purdue or Auburn. So, um, but yeah, we were able to go. Of course. Jim Irsay was amazing and let us use his private jet. And um, we took some friends with us and uh, my mom and Tony's folks came down, made the trip down. They drove down and his sister and brother-in-law and kids and um, some other friends that we had that we ended up having a suite at at the game. And so we, we packed it with, you know, all of our friends and family that were there. And, um, but it, it was a, it was a hard time. Tyler Mm -hmm. wasn't doing well. Um, Again, we had to have the hospital bed and hospice and all of that. And, Again, we were faced with, do you have a plan in the event that something would happen? And um, 
he wasn't, um, but I mean, the first night we were there, we went to um, the party that was for both teams and that was really special. That was a fun night. I think he was feeling pretty good that night and it was, it was fun to watch the teams do the sing off and, you know, make the song for Tyler. And when he walked in, he got a standing ovation again. And, um, and again, he would smile and shake his head. And, um, but the morning of the game was pretty tough. Mm -hmm. Um, he didn't think he could do it. He said, I don't think I can do this. And we said, Tyler, you don't have to, but let's, let's, you know, we have time. Let's just give it a little bit of time. And he somehow mustered up some energy and decided that he really did want to go and he wanted to do this. And, um, Music City had rented a basically a, a wheelchair accessible bus for us for the weekend. And um, so we, you know, packed the crew in and headed that way and got to the field and he did his duties and, you know, it was a really special time. And I, I fully believe he was fully aware and he knew what he was doing and he was able to communicate and um, share some words with David and some of the other players and, and do the coin toss. But he was in a lot of pain, a great deal of pain. And by the time that we got back to the suite, he was hurting pretty badly. And, um, we, his hospital or his palliative care nurse from Riley happened. She's a huge Purdue fan, Purdue graduate season ticket holder. She happened to be at the game and we invited them to be in the suite with us, which turned out to be a really special, important thing for lots of reasons, but she was able to help me, um, monitor and diagnose his pain levels and what was going on. And, um, so, you know, we needed to give him some medicine to get him comfortable. And he really just ended up sleeping, which was probably a good thing (laughs) that he didn't see the game, but, um, he ended up just basically sleeping after that. And I, I really think, you know, it's, I don't think it's any coincidence that the season wrapped up and so did Tyler's life, you know, just, um, it kind of went hand in hand and that was part of the story. I just really believe that it was. And, he really, after that, he really didn't come back very much. You know, we had some awake time with him after that, but it wasn't, it was different. It was definitely different. Um, yeah, and just to add to one thing uh, that, uh, uh, to Kelly's uh, comments there, um, you know, Tyler lived his life a lot for other people. Um, he was a pretty selfless kid. He really was. And, uh, before we were getting ready to take off to go to the game, he said, mom and dad, I don't think we, I can do it. And we said, okay, Tyler, whatever, as Kelly mentioned. But then a little bit later he said, you know, I I need to be there. Um, I'm the captain and I I don't want to let my team down. Yeah. And so we said, okay. We'll go do the coin toss, and if you do not want to stay after that, we'll we'll head back. Um, but I think that's important little piece mm-hmm. to add to Definitely. what Kelly said, just because um, you know, as Tyler, he wanted to um, mm-hmm. live his life for other people, and um, and and it's it's I think really reflective of his donation of his tumor to mm-hmm. to cancer research, and then you know at this point being at almost two million dollars were funds are raised to help other children um, and families that have to go through really hard things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was definitely all about keeping his word, for sure. Yeah. Unfortunately, a few more days after you guys get back from the bowl game, we hear the sad news of Tyler's passing on January 1st, 2019. We'll dive into that in part two of the podcast, uh, staying connected to Purdue life since Tyler Trent's passing. <laughs> 